Welcome into the I-80 Club Wednesday night in the club. In the club. Uh, better better uh, mood. Better mood than we were a week ago. Am I right, Jack? Somebody just pointed that out. Uh, Gene pointed that. I forgot. that Was that last week? Right after? Yes. Was it Was it One right week after ago. that game? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yikes. Bad times. Jeez. Bad times. That's but how about, right. how about what's happened since? Uh, we'll obviously talk about that. The Harbaugh news, now. I imagine we could we could chat about tonight. Lots of stuff to get to. Quick, quick housekeeping. Normal pot on uh, Saturday, but next Wednesday we're going to be on a little bit later. I I think it's a combination of two things, Jack. One is that I'm doing play by play at six o'clock, so I wouldn't be able to do eight o'clock anyway. But I think is Nebraska playing on Wednesday too, or is it just because of me? No Thursday. Either way. Thursday, Thursday. Okay. So yeah, playing. we'll we'll be going we'll be going uh, a little bit later than normal one week from tonight. So we hope you can join us next week on Wednesday but staying at nine on o'clock. Wednesday. But staying. But we on are staying on Wednesday. But along those lines, as we get into February, we're gonna do a little bit of moving and shaking. Uh, two weeks from now, we'll be doing a seven o'clock show on a Wednesday because Nebraska basketball plays at eight o'clock. The week after that's Valentine's Day, so we're gonna do a Tuesday or a Thursday show that week. And the week after that, we will also have to move to a Tuesday or a Thursday because yeah, of yeah. Because I definitely basketball. have huge plans for Valentine's Day, and there's no way I could do a show. Yeah, really? <laughs> no. Well, Not I think all. we did it for everybody else. Yeah, I think I we did it, it to be it. nice to everybody. No, I else. think that's probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Sure. So that's that's the uh, check out the pin schedule. It's in the uh, live events page, the live events channel. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the laying everything out. All Jack, right. how about cool. Nebraska basketball, man? Man, it was fun again. It's fun. I mean, Josh, we're we're getting to sort of that that feeling that you alluded to a couple a week or two ago when we did the pod, where it was um, at ju- just in terms of the the games every night feel big like they did in 2014. And Nebraska and Creighton both played last night. They've got the same record at this point. Uh, I was at the game last night. It was a blast. It was another one of those games, Josh, where just went away from it. You're like, yeah, they're, they're really the better team. I mean, like they just, they just, they're just, you went away and you're like, yeah, that team is not as good as Nebraska. And you've gone away from several. I wouldn't say I went away feeling like that after Northwestern, but most of the home conference games I have. Um, and, and, and so it was great. And the crazy thing again, Josh, about this, about what, what, what happened last night is Casey Tomanaga barely played in the second half. Um, He scored, I think, five points for the game. And Juwan Gary didn't play in that game, obviously, because he was was injured. And I think that is the most unique thing about this team compared to previous iterations, even iterations that have been, you know, decent, um, is that there are just so many different places offense seems like it can come from. And... It felt and and I obviously overreacted to the to the Gary thing in multiple ways and and maybe Look, I even to be even, fair to you everybody I mean we we all seem to misread the injury at the very right. least but I mean I even I overreacted that way and I think maybe I overreacted in in terms of what the impact was you know would have been I mean they're two and zero without him like they don't yeah. like you if you watch those two games without him you wouldn't feel like oh boy. Ne- like I, it would be interesting if you was, a key piece like it'd be interesting Josh if they if he was out for the season like how we would feel tonight. Yeah, one week later after all. Well, and along those lines too, Jack. Like, how would the team be feeling? You know, like mentally that 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 he is okay. I mean, we wondered about it a week ago. Did the did the game fall apart because 
they thought that they lost one of their better players right. for the rest of the season. You know, like I have to imagine that knowing that he'd be back had to give them a little bit of uh, of some, you know, some good vibes. But I think you ask a good question there too. If we know for sure that he's out for the rest of the year, you know, how how are we taking in these two wins? Are we saying like that's really cool, but like the bottom's going to fall out at some point? Or is it something else entirely? Or are people saying like, hey, they can they can be good enough like this? Like, I don't, I don't know what it would be because obviously we're living in a world where he's going to return and it seems it's like just, he's going to return pretty soon. You just have, I don't remember Nebraska teams hardly ever where it felt like one of five or maybe even six guys could be the, like, lead, take over them all the momentum on offense. But, I mean, it really, I don't think, like, Alec against Northwestern, right? Who would have ever expected it? But he did it on that night. You got Alec, you got Mast, you got Casey Tominaga, obviously. You got yeah. Bryce Williams sometimes. I have more thoughts on him that I'll share. But you've got him as well um, that that can do that. And then, you know, to some, I don't know if Gary necessarily can take it over scoring-wise, but he can be a significant presence on offense too. So it's just, it, it, they. It, I was looking at stats today. In the Big Ten, and Nebraska does not have a player in the top almost twenty-five. I think they come in uh, rank rank mass comes in at twenty or three or twenty-four in the conference for minutes played. So they don't. They're like, for instance, Michigan has three guys that play more minutes than anyone on Nebraska does. Interesting. Uh, just to give you an idea of how they spread out their minutes, that much. like you think about it, like KC Tominaga, he sits down for huge periods of every game. Well, yeah, there was a. a- Comment a second ago from Bigelow. Tried to tell folks as early as October that this wasn't going to be Casey Tomanaga Palooza. Man, I, he sits a ton because of his. How surprising is that? Like, remember, and I mean, maybe I'm just the guilty party here, but I did not expect his impact to be what it has been this year. You know, I thought that he was going to kind of be the the star that that stirred the drink of this whole thing. And it's not to say that he's not a, an important you know piece to everything because he obviously is. But it's uh, it's pretty interesting how he I, maybe maybe I'm guilty of this, but it just seems like his impact on the year hasn't been what I would have expected. It yeah, to. I I would I mean I would kind of agree with that too. I think I have I have been a little surprised. Now this isn't a positive thing, but I've also been surprised how difficult they have uh, of a time that they have had getting him any sort of an open shot ever. Like is that amazing to anyone else? He is always. He has always got someone. I know he doesn't really create his own shots, but like it feels like they have got such a difficult time ever getting him an open shot because he's got someone hanging all over him. They've got someone shadowing everything he does every time they play him. And I thought, I don't know, you would think with this many offensive options, you know, with a big guy, all of those things, that they would like, they would pass around, they would find ways to get him open. They really don't very often. He's still taking, most of his threes are either incredibly deep or very covered, it still feels like. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, and so it just says, I guess, a lot about what the defenses are doing to defend him. Look, there's been a couple questions. Uh, well, first of all, Josh, he uh, he said that the roller coaster is real. A week ago, the season was over. Next week, question mark. Brendan says, Yeah, what the heck? Last week, you guys were morose. What happened? It, it, I, what I feel happened? like <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's this is an easy answer we, here. Is, is that like a, is that a rhetorical question or a serious question? Yeah, like we last thought, week we, we thought a player was injured and going to be out for the rest of the season, and they had just and lost in horrific fashion. Yeah, and then they, and and then they, they won yeah. two games, and he's coming back. So yeah, and I said, yeah, I feel like the answer is pretty easy. Like I think you said, like time and time again on Wednesday, I kept saying, "Look, I'm not mad they lost the Rutgers game. I'm mad like the biggest devastating blow to me was Juwan Gary's loss." So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, sorry. Brandon didn't actually didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, that's why well, we, we were I, so. We, that, I'm confused. I yeah, Brandon, was, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about it last sorry, week. Sorry, I thought yeah, he, was, I he was part of that discussion. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, um, realistic expectations for next four. Um, so at Maryland, uh, Wisconsin, and then what at Northwestern and Illinois, or maybe the other other way around. <laughs> so like, uh, it's Illinois and then Northwestern. Illinois and Northwestern. Yeah, so, so it's Maryland, Wisconsin, Illinois, Northwestern. Three of those four are on the road. And three of those four will probably could be uh, quad one games also, which is crazy. I don't think – I see Maryland just beat Iowa too, so I don't think they're going to move up to the top 75, but that could be closer to a quad one game now. Um, realistic expectations, they've been terrible on the road. They've been great at home, Josh. I mean, so yeah. three of those four are on the road. Uh, yeah. Illinois seems like an incredibly tall order. Northwestern is going to seem to me like the way they played against them in Lincoln seems like a tall order to me. Um, before tonight, I didn't see a lot of the Maryland game. What I had seen from Maryland in the past, I think I would have come into that game kind of thinking Nebraska should win that game, that that would be, if they're going to be an NCAA tournament team, that that's a game that they probably should win. That is going to be one of their, maybe their best chance left to, to get a road game at 11 a.m. on a Saturday. And then Wisconsin, I, I think just Wisconsin Lincoln will be a great game. All bets. I mean that that's just going to be a crazy atmosphere, and uh, that's going to be a really good game. And it's going to come down to which team is shooting threes better. I mean that's all. That's really all it's going to come down to in that game, in my opinion. So information says one and three realistic, two and two in a good world. And can you find a way to to find two? Because if you find two, then that most likely means that you're getting one on the road. I guess there is a world where you're getting two on the road, just given how good uh, Wisconsin is. Um, the Illinois game is probably – so th- what What would you say, Jack? The Illinois is the is the, the most likely to be by a far. loss, and then what would you yeah, say? Would you far. say Wisconsin, or would you say one of the other I would. I mean, I think I would say Northwestern just because it's on the road. Because it's on the road. Would be second, but – And then uh, Maryland? And then – Or then Wisconsin and then, I, and then Maryland? I don't even know. I don't even know how I'd rank those two. I don't know what Maryland is, I guess, now. If they went in and beat Iowa, that's sort of shocking to me that they did that because the times I've seen them play, I've not been impressed at all uh, with them. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, certainly, of course, all these games, with three games on the road, sure, one and three is, I mean, they, they definitely could lose all three of those games, and Wisconsin's the top, what, 10, 15 team coming into yep. Lincoln. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Absolutely, zero oh, and three, one and three, two and two. Probably, I think we'd be pretty happy with two and two. I would think, especially because mm-hmm. you're going to get you would get one. Because that more, means at least one on the road. One more, one on the road for sure, and probably one quad win, uh, yeah. quad one win, maybe two uh, yeah. out of that. So, but I think, I mean, like nothing would completely shock me out of that group, to be honest. Unless they really went in and put it to Illinois. Now that they've got Shannon back there, back to full strength and. A really, really good team. So, and when's the Illinois game? The fourth. Let's see. I don't know the day. I don't know the days at the top of my head. That's the that's the fourth. So that's that's what next weekend. Super is that the the Sunday before the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, the Sunday before the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I gotta pull the pull up. So that's a, a late. That's a five at Northwestern's on Wednesday the seventh. Yeah, and then so, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a Sunday. So. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. Couple of comments. A uh, D Dub says Nebraska is going to rule Wisconsin at home. 
That'd be fun. Sign me up. I mean, that's definitely uh, possible. That's definitely Bruce possible. says, here's a hypothetical. Say heading into the Big Ten tournament, everyone has them comfortably in, but then they get shelled in the first round. Can you imagine the anxiety? <laughs> yeah. that was great. I, I mean, mean, really, that sounds a little like the team 10 years ago. Yeah, now, I, they didn't get shelled, but they blew a massive lead against Ohio State. Uh, Aaron Kraft. And, yeah. yeah. And, and it and, happened. And they with- were up almost 20 points, and Ohio State comes back, and... So then we had to stress out the next couple of days, but that was a team that a lot of people had comfortably in. And then it had the set the seventeen eighteen game too. All you got to do is beat Michigan and get absolutely. And they blown now out. that was one and, where they got shellacked. And then even yeah, last year, you were like, "Hey, if they go on a crazy run here, you know, get to the end of the week, who knows what could happen?" And then they crapped the bed against a Minnesota team that wasn't very good when they were playing as good as they were prior to that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, when they've needed it most, they haven't been able to deliver in the conference tournament. So I get that. And then I get the stress. Obviously, the stress would come along with that, especially if they were at 20 or maybe 21 wins. But, you know, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I do. Th- I mean, I think they're if they get to 21 wins, I think they're I think they're in that. Just my opinion. After looking at some of the numbers, I think if they get to 21 wins. I think they're in. Uh, yeah. Because they also would probably add at least one more quad one win in that scenario too. So, but we'll see. We will. Uh, we'll see. That would be six more wins, and that includes the. By the way, the conference tournament as well. I think that's the number you're talking about to get to that number. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Six more wins between the regular season and the conference tournament. I think if they get those, I think they're gonna. I think they'll be able to get it. So it's and, probably it's probably still too early, Jack, to to start bringing up you know bracket matrix stuff. But right now there are seventy eight brackets um, as of this week that have been. I think it's updated in the last okay in the last week essentially. Seventy eight brackets. Nebraska is on seventy six of them, and right now they're they're composite as a ten seed. Nice. So and it's wild how many of these things I see that have them. I know we talked about this. I think on Saturday show, how many of them have them playing in Omaha? Yeah. Which is still like I I don't understand it because you would figure the committee would do their best to not have a team play fifty minutes away from their home you know like it it seems what? like an inherently unfair advantage for the seven seed in in a world where Nebraska were to pick up their first tournament win also for the two seed but right. enough people who know the rules of bracketology have it happening so it's obviously a you. very realistic possibility i'm that's my been my thought every time like they really it's just like give, how, why would they do would that they do it's that to crazy. kansas or iowa state or whomever they they put yeah there? like can you imagine how pissed you'd be if you're a seven seed and you walk out there and it's 20,000 fans wearing red Dude. like this isn't fair to us this is a is a home court advantage that they have so Bigelow has examples auburn got to play in birmingham as a 9 seed last year South Carolina got to play in-state the year they made a run to the Final Four. Oh, the 2017 team, I think that like was? Like Charleston or something? Wow. Maybe. That's crazy. That is, that is crazy. crazy. It, I don't know. For some reason, Nebraska playing in Omaha seems different than that, but I guess it's not. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know why. It just it feels just because there's so many like regional teams there, but I guess Kansas and Iowa State, those are the teams they're usually talking about coming here in that spot. So Yeah, there there there's been a couple of brackets that have Nebraska being in the it's they're the ten and the two is Kansas and uh Creighton fans every time we bring that up are like, I'm gonna make so much money off of my tickets. Because you know they get right. first right of refusal, oh and so gosh. they would buy them and then and they would sell them for hundreds of dollars. Okay, here's a question for the chat. Like, do you um, and maybe it factors in whether or not you would try to go, but like, do you want that? 
Does that like? Do, I get the sense people kind of don't want that actually because of the pressure of playing in front of the, the home pressure crowd, and the price, crowd. and then the price to go to the games if people are just determined that they're going to go to the games no matter what. So yeah, I, I brought like this up on the show. That. I brought this up on the show recently, uh, my my radio show. Uh, but my dad has, has often told the story, Jack, about going to the first College World Series that Nebraska made in two thousand one, and he was at that game. And how when he saw the players like run out onto the field for the first time with 25,000 fans wearing red, like he could tell that it would like the moment was big. And he won. He's always wondered how much that got to them early. You want to talk about an atmosphere that would be incredible for their first tournament in a decade. It would be that it would be playing in Omaha. Matt says, why would people not want uh, Nebraska playing in Omaha? That's why it's it's just the pressure of the moment is already going to be large. Um, so would that add, would that add more to, I would say, sign me the hell up because it would be incredible and you'd have a a home court advantage that a 10 seed never gets in the first round. But I do understand people that would be worried about Nebraska shitting the bed and and doing so in that situation. I would, you know what? I, I think I would take it. I think I would take it. I think I'm with you. Uh, but I know people are kind of mixed on it, but I would, I think the home, I don't see how the home home field advantage could hurt, um, all that much. It, it really couldn't. So, yeah, and Josh uh, makes Earl's, a good point. Basketball is different than baseball in terms of how much a home field advantage impacts the way that you play. It impacts it big time. Uh, by the way, Furls has hasn't North Carolina played in North Carolina in the tournament before, and Duke maybe. They have. The difference is that they're seeds. usually one, two, or three seeds, not a ten seed. They seeds. try and give them de facto home games. I mean, yeah, they, that's a reward for being City, a high— don't they? Yeah. Yes, or or like Kansas, you know, when, when Omaha has a, a tournament, like that's why Kansas is often here. Because we are a short drive from Lawrence, and so it gives them a home court advantage. The difference that, you know, the unique part about Nebraska is that they would be such a low-seeded team. Um, And and as Bigelow pointed out, it happens. They've done it. It doesn't happen very often. I still am skeptical that it would happen. um, Yeah, me too. A a little bit. But I'd be just fine with it if it did. If it did happen. Man, it'd be fine. Man, can you imagine? Can you imagine downtown, Josh? Oh I mean, a and especially March day, especially if they oh. mix in some other fan bases that are pretty. I mean, obviously, if you would mix in, like I said, Kansas, Kansas or Iowa State, yeah. and then the other projection had like Mar- or, uh, uh, Marquette and Clemson. Yeah, um, like, like Dude. it's uh, it would be it would be fun. It would be fun. Come on, that would be it'd be electric. Fun. It would be electric. Oh man. Uh, yeah, it would be it would be. I just come hang out, even if I didn't have tickets. But I probably I mean, that's probably the best chance of me going to it. So even though the yeah. tip, you know more expensive, shoot, I'd try to get I I I'd, I'd probably be able I'd be able to get a media pass. It'd be interesting to see where they would shove us because I mean the the first the first round is already full of a lot of people, right? Because you have eight teams that are there on the first day, and then you have you're down to four. Mm-hmm. Man, you put Nebraska in Omaha and all the the people that suddenly would be writing about the team, you know, like this the parachuting in columnist, the the Steve Sipples, for example, like those types that never cover the basketball team, but wouldn't they? have to cover them because they'd make the tournament oh man it would be and as as bigelow pointed out a few minutes ago so the the home sites sids the behind the scenes people for the arena they are the ones who stay behind so like all of the creighton people essentially would be in (laughs) omaha they would all be around it wouldn't it so like rob anderson like he is in omaha for these types of things and so uh as josh just pointed out first tourney win in program history in creighton's building yeah, I mean that would be that would be the world that that we could be living in. Yeah, yeah Bigelow hockey press box would be packed like sardines. I was up there for the Sweet Sixteen games 
uh, what, six years ago, and it was crazy how many. I stood, it was me and Sodder and Severe just kind of standing around talking and, you know, peeking down at the floor every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not, I'm excited. Um, like you guys have pointed out, this could be a rough four game stretch, but even if it is, it's not even like, I mean, again, I think they got to find six wins. And so you don't have to get all the, you don't have to, you can get one win out of these and still get six wins or, or zero you could get as well. But I don't know. It's just felt the last two games that I've been, I bet I was there Saturday and I was there last night, Josh. And it's just starting to feel like that sort of familiar feeling like everybody's going back like you did in 2014 when that run got going and just weird things are going right. Like, <laughs> I mean, Mast would throw up those shots and I was like, no freaking way. And like yeah. he's doing a step back three. What is this? And it's just, they were all like him and Wilcher, every shot they, they, they made, it didn't even feel like the net moved on any of them. I mean, they were just right freaking on every time. And I was like, I don't know. Everything is just kind of blessed tonight with the way that it's going, and it it, it yeah. felt it, it. I remember feeling that way in in 2014 too. So Thursday night when Wisconsin comes, whatever happens on Saturday, uh, uh, just the hatred toward Wisconsin and the Chucky Hepburn of it all, and like all, it is going to be the students oh, are I can't now wait back. for the discourse surrounding booing. It's going to be again. an eight o'clock game on a Thursday night, so everyone's going to be a little Thirsty bit more Thursday. Everybody's going to be a little more drunk. Um, that game is going to be, I think that game is going to be wild. I'm calling it no fit Thursday. <laughs> oh, I like it. Make it happen. Jack do the hashtag and everything. No fit Thursday. Yeah. Uh, yes. make it a $1 beer night coward. Yeah. Crap. Do it. Oh Keep my forgetting gosh. they have beer there. I haven't been to a game since the, uh, the beer taps got Ooh, turned on. It's nice. It's nice. Uh, I enjoyed I one uh, at the beverage. game last night. It was fun. Yeah. That man. You want to talk about a, a big time atmosphere? That that one should have it, especially if they get a win this weekend against Maryland and and just continue the good vibes. Be nice. I'm a little laughing at the Mike Tyson. Mo- multiple Mike Tyson gifs to show up the, in the uh, in the chat. Yeah. No, th- okay. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use that when I promote No Thit Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you said it too, Jack. Earlier the uh, the way in which the game looked last night and how it like. It just looked like, yeah, they're better. That's, I think that's the thing that's sticking with me the most right now is it doesn't look like a fluke. You know, I, look, if they played Purdue tomorrow, I would also, I would pick Purdue to win, but that game didn't look like a fluke. You know, it, it looked very comfortable. They've had more of those games this year than I can. Even the 14 team didn't have this a whole lot where it just looked like, wow, they were the better team. At least not that I, maybe I'm remembering wrong, like, but it seemed like those games, it was a lot of like going down to the wire and hitting some big shots and making some plays. Whereas right now, I mean, they, they essentially just run away from from Ohio State in the second half and stiff arm them. For most I think of I it. brought this game up from 2014, a few weeks ago, and talked. But they went down to Indiana during that on a road game yeah. during that year, and I remember they just they just beat them pretty good in that game. And I was like, wow, that is not how I expected that game to go at all. Where just like beginning to end, it felt like they were better. And at home, again, at home, you felt that a couple of times. On the road, it's felt like a freaking struggle the entire time. How you translate yeah. that? I mean. Man, yeah, what it, is that? What explains this, do you think? Well, I was I was going to say at least a part of it, it seems to happen everywhere in the Big Ten, but then Maryland just goes in and beats Iowa tonight. So obviously there are exceptions. I don't know, Josh, to be honest. Like, I understand obviously the crowd is behind you, but man, that does that make that much of a difference? Like, I have no idea. You almost you I almost need to ask somebody who actually played, right, at that level and and be like, 
man, how can it be that different? How can it yeah, be what is that? It? Like you look mostly since after the Creighton game, you look mostly just great at home uh, and mostly just terrible since the Kansas State game uh, on the road. Uh, yeah, no. so, I don't know. I mean, teams can't miss threes against them uh, on the road. And that's at least part partially because of their defense, for sure. So I know that's part of it. They don't get rebounds very well on the road compared to home. Like that's a big thing. They don't. They get out rebounded like crazy. <laughs> Rutgers, the Rutgers game. I mean, they were getting three possessions All the second every chance time. opportunity. Wisconsin, yeah, that Wisconsin game. Why was Wisconsin killing Nebraska? Because they were getting more shots than Nebraska. Because yeah. they were getting rebounds. Both teams were shooting pretty well. Um, Iowa was getting wide open threes. So like the defense, the defense and the rebounding do not travel from home very well for this team especially and you know the, the three point shooting can be a bit like a bit of a mixed bag yeah so yeah, yeah. dz Except- says Rutgers mass versus last night mass yeah yeah i mean yeah he you know it seemed like the low point of, mass, of the discourse mass display better at home and that yeah. probably plays into the whole rebounding numbers given he's nebraska's leading rebounder yeah, Jacob um, says they clearly feed off the energy of the crowd. Yeah, I mean that that I think is is certainly a factor. And, and I mean, how nice, Jack, that they were able to get through this stretch of games um, uh, without the students. You know, yes. like they finally were back in the arena last night, uh, and and I thought that that was noticeable. But in this in this stretch of conference games that they have had at home, they did not have the students. The students were off campus for like five weeks, so that was that's been nice. And and you yes. wonder. You know what type of home court advantage it can become for them. You know whether it's Wisconsin a week from tomorrow. You know or or beyond after that. Yeah, that was like I think that was my the the first home game they had. Students had tickets to. Is it since Creighton? Has it been that long? There might have been one a, more. There maybe God. like Michigan. Maybe the Michigan State was in there or something. Maybe it was Michigan State. Um, but it was like December eleventh or something like that. So wow. There just there wasn't game. There were weren't a lot of home games. Where Michigan had... State was Sunday, December the tenth. Yeah, okay. so it was, was, so that it, was the would last it have been? One. Wow, that's bonkers, man. That yeah, is so there, many the students weeks. haven't been there. <laughs> students have been there. That's a month and a half, Josh. Yeah, I didn't get that much. To, yeah, that's, Alex says olds complain about winter break. Alex, I'm just jealous because I didn't get that many weeks off. You know, I'm not we even complaining about off. winter break. I think it's insane that you don't have your students at basketball games for six weeks. Yeah, with your normal student section. Six yeah, back when I weeks back in my day, it seemed like it was always just a couple of like shitty non-conference random games that would show up around Christmas time, and then it was like, all right, back to back to having the students on campus again. So yeah, this was just very unique. Again, especially to have like in that stretch the number one team in the entire country, you know, come into town and how the crowd it was it was a good crowd, but it still well no that was one of the snowy crowds right yeah because uh, what's his name was bitching about it on the Peacock. Uh, you know, broadcast right before it started. Robbie Hummel was so it sounded loud, at least on TV. Uh, and then uh, Dave says, uh, went last night and it was shocked by how dead it was at tip. This town can't get to six o'clock games. Yeah, I mean, they just we we can't. It's hard. Yeah, it, I didn't realize I hadn't checked. I hadn't checked the schedule, Jack, for the game until I don't remember at what point it was yesterday, and I realized, wait a second, it's a six o'clock game and it's a home game. Yeah. You know, like six o'clock is usually the East Coast stuff, right? So Not the, six o'clock local time. The, the, you have, you have to start this the uh, games in Lincoln at like the exact right time because the crowd can't get to a six o'clock game in time because of uh, because of work and travel and parking. But they yeah. can't stay for the end of like a eight o'clock game because of the ten o'clock news. So you got to hit that sweet spot right at like seven fifteen. 
to get yeah. everybody at the you beginning. Can get, you can get to the end. game on time and you can get home to watch the news. Yes. Classic yes. old stuff. You got to yeah, watch the news, man. But that always, I mean, I, I, I've tried to get to six o'clock games when I've got, went with friends who, who work and like, you're, you're rushing like crazy to get in there before the game. We were last night. We were going, and I, I was lucky I had a good parking pass. If I didn't have a good parking pass, I wouldn't have been there. For you have a either. great parking pass. I've gotten to use that parking pass with <laughs> you we before. Don't, we don't tell Very everyone. nice. We don't tell everyone about my Oh, my that's tight, man. There. That's good stuff. Were you in the Were you in the box seats last night? I was, yes. Hell yeah. Jack, he do, he's not I, a man of the people all the time, but, but you know, uh, it's okay. I got, that's why you got to come with me to a game, Josh, when I get that again, because we got a, we got a bar up there. Now. Okay. Well, when when are you going to invite me? I'll come on down. I'll yeah. make the trip. You can wh- whenever you want to go to a game, let me know. Okay. I haven't been to a game. There. I haven't been to a game in a while. I do and and they're good. So you know what? It's That'd time for fun, me to man. hop on the bandwagon. Hey, I should go to a game. Come to No Fit Thursday. <laughs> yeah. God, I, that's I don't eight think o'clock I can. One. Yeah, I don't see. That's the thing. I feel like I got to come to you with you to one of like the weekend games. Yeah, like Saturday, weekend. maybe a Saturday. What if we Sunday did Saturday, game? February the seventeenth, and we did like a live podcast as we drive to the arena together, and then we go to the eleven a.m. Sure. or the eleven, yeah, eleven a.m. game versus Penn sure. State. I'll pro- I can I can get tickets to m- most games. So yeah, all right. Well, let me know. Maybe we'll do this. This would be fun. I haven't been to a game Since in a while. The, you and I used to go I, when I was, when you know I was what, my divorce. I would go with you every now and then. It was a good time. I know. We went, and then probably about the night before, I'll be like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to bring someone else with me. You can't go. How's that sound? Oh, because oh, of me? <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. No, I don't yeah, have any tough other friends to take. Oh, that's good. It's Thank God. Actually, no, it is really hard when I get tickets because all my friends go to the games. So, like, if I do have to have someone to, like, I have, like, five people I always think of asking, and they're always at the games. Yeah. Um, and so I can't, they all have, because a lot of people have season tickets for that, so. I have two memories hard. of going to games with you. One where we sat in the in the loge or whatever box, but then another when we were in, like, the end zone, like, seats, and, like, yeah. we had ice cream, and you were jacked about the ice cream. What is it? Is Do you still the get that? The frozen mall. The frozen mall. Yeah, yeah, you loved. You were so but, pumped about it. I think that was the game we went with your, with your with mom, mom for. Yeah, it was a Penn yeah, State game Yeah, so I've been to a game with you year. and your mom. Good times. It was a Penn State game at the end of the year, and Nebraska, like, ruined their NCAA chances at that game. Yes. That's what I remember, because we were chanting I think we probably just laughed the, the entire time. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know what, which year it was. <laughs> High formation. Well played. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> do it. Do that picture it, with my the picture with him with like the glasses on is just funny on its own. What that so. was was that an SNL skit? Was he making fun of? Uh, I know no politics. Was that Ben Carson? Who's he oh, making is that fun what it of? Was? There? I don't know where that came from. That's freaking Herman Kane. That's who it Herman was. Kane. Herman Kane. All right. Yeah. Someone post. Someone post the original so Jack can see it. I think it was when Herman Kane was trying oh, that's to become when he president. Does, like the slow smile. Yeah, I think yeah. I do. Was remember. that 08? Was he running in 08 or is he a 04 guy? No, it was 08. It was when I was still when I was doing radio, I know. So, okay. Nice. So we talked about his golf. Alex Jack take Josh to Lay Miz when we play <laughs> Illinois. Hell no, I ain't doing that shit, man. I'll go to a basketball game. There's Herman Cain. God, that was so funny. Oh. RIP. Oh man. All right. Uh how did uh yeah, isn't it? But Josh, to, to go way back to what we were talking about for Nebraska, Creighton, same record. Like, yeah. if this keeps, I mean, if this, I I'm not saying I'm not saying Nebraska's better or something than Creighton, right? I get, but what I'm saying is like you're the memories. On the, you're on the verge of like going down this path where it's you know the the anything you can do, I can do better thing going forward, like you were talking about. 
Yeah, I, I cannot I cannot say a whole lot right now because we are in the very early stages of planning. But I can tell you that we have we are having conversations about things at my station that we would do surrounding tournament stuff. Um, and it sounds like we have some really cool stuff in the plans. If if you know Creighton's obviously going to make it, but if Nebraska makes it too, I think that we will do some stuff at the zone that I think people would be really excited for. So. <laughs> I will. I will just say it that. Way. Uh, Dave, uh, God bless you for listening to my radio show. I appreciate it. Was yesterday. I appreciated Jack trolling Bishop with reading blind tournament resumes. <laughs> I had him on, Josh, and I started reading quad. I read read Nebraska and Creighton's quad one through four records, and I said, "I'm going to tell you two resumes. See if you can tell me who they are." And it was <laughs> Nebraska and Creighton. And they have a, about the same. Basically, they have the same quad one record. They have the same quad one record. They had, I think it was one game difference in quad two, and neither of them lost to three or four. So that's pretty funny. Interesting. You didn't so yeah, like we're going to do some stuff. Um, there's cool. there's one thing in particular that I'm like super duper 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 jacked for if we're able to do it. So I hope we are because it'd be it'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, it seems like the content that we'll be doing, I think people will really dig. Bishop went freaky. I talked about it on your show on Monday. Dude, Did you listen oh to that God. broadcast? I have heard a lot of the clips when he said, Evan Burroughs, you suck. <laughs> so funny. We were listening to it, my old fa- or my daughter and wife, at least. No, my son was with us, too. We were, we were driving to the Northwestern game, and the, the Nebraska-Northwestern game, and, like, I didn't want to get out of the car to go to the game. I was so wildly entertained. Were you listening was- to the part when he said, you get a prize? <laughs> Were you listening at that yes, point? Yes. Oh yes. my god. I think so. Was if it, I I don't know. See, I just listened to the very right before the end of regulation. I didn't hear any of the overtimes because the Nebraska game had started, but it was it I when I was like, "Man, he never gets to he never gets to call me a psycho for how I act during the game <laughs> again for the rest of his life after that." So he okay, on the radio. Bit, new bit idea. Jack or uh John Bishop's announcing like I'm labeling this horribly, but basically what we need to do is we need to take what he says on the air and just tweet it out in all caps because then he'll come across like you do during a Nebraska football game. It it might be worse. Yeah. Yeah. It it might be worse, but he's screaming into the mic and he didn't get a prize. He didn't have a color. You hear the part where he laughed? I I did not hear that. I did not hear that. I did not hear that. But he didn't have, because he was traveling, he didn't even have a color guy to like sort of bring him, to like talk him off the ledge. Yeah, road games, except for like postseason stuff, he does solo. Right. Um, So he ended up, and dude, the funniest part (laughs) to his left or right is the athletic director of the school. Marcus Blossom is right next to him as he's losing his shit. It's so funny. It's cool. Oh, that's uh, even better. Dave says at Bishop Creighton overreaction. That would be pretty funny. Man, it was it was unbelievable. I could not stop. I could not stop losing because every everything that happened. I mean, just going off off on the officials every time. So yeah. that was great. Yeah, that was wonderful. Yeah, it's Good uh, stuff. it's very funny. Yeah, as, as Bruce pointed out, like Josh heard it on Chicken Nick, which had the clips cut out. Yeah, they played them. John apparently sent them a bunch of stuff, and so they started the podcast. It was like twenty minutes of John. Um, John is, I love listening to John call games. He is the exact type of announcer that I would want uh, my play-by-play guy. He talks about the refs a little too much for my taste, um, but otherwise, he is you know super like. I feel like he, if he called Nebraska games, I know you're a Kent guy too, but he is exactly what you would want 
Jack. He freaks out. Andy bitches about the refs all the time. You two, it's no wonder that you guys were so, you know, close and successful for so many years on the radio. I don't know. I probably would. I don't know what I would be like doing play-by-play. It'd be fun to try sometime. Uh, How how I would take my own interest in the game. Uh, Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, All right. You Uh, get a prize. I got to hear that part. I did not. I don't think I heard that. It's so funny. It's so You're a weekly Shikinik listener. Just download the episode, and and I know you I am all the time. Never miss it. Uh, Ooh, Biff. Ref blaming is the lowest of all the rotten hanging fruit. Team Biff on this one. You know who doesn't talk about refs? Me, because I'm not a loser. That is a conflict of interest for him to take a position on this, number one. (laughs) Uh, So he's not allowed... He's not allowed to have an opinion on this, right? That's well, very does. self-serving, in my opinion. I'm gonna give that the thumbs or the uh, pointer finger too. I got you, Biff. We're at the four. Oh, where's the conflict of interest button? Mm-hmm. Recuse yourself. I will not. Be- <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! All right. Well, there's so, no- yeah. This is setting up to be. I mean, it's gonna be in the high 50s next week. Dude. Nebraska basketball is winning games. March Madness is gonna be fun. This is setting up to be uh, quite the experience. Quite the experience in our fair state over the next few weeks, Jack. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it rolling. Just don't somehow end in heartbreak. It just feels like I, I like it. it's hard to even imagine the way that happens now for Nebraska, but you know that scenario is out there, so I don't even want to tempt fate by, mm. by uh, even though I don't believe in jinxes whatsoever. Um I, just when something like Juwan Gary gets hurt, goes out for the season, or get, re-injures himself, or, or something like that. But in all honesty, in all honesty, I like if I'm being totally, totally, it's it's hard not to it's hard not to see him winning, you know, six seven more games. Like it would be, a, I'll, I'll say it this way: it would be a huge disappointment and surprise, and surpri- like disappointing surprise, if they yeah. didn't make the tournament. Now, right? I, I mean, yeah. it would it would feel like they just completely fell apart at the end. We have totally entered into the territory where it would take, you know, I guess some really bad injuries or they, they melt down. I think John compared it today to like an Eagles like meltdown is what he said on the show. Yeah. Like, like what happened to Philadelphia this year? Yeah. If they don't make it now. Yes. You know, I think we have entered into the world where it would be a huge bummer because they are playing good basketball. They have really good wins. You know, they have a really, really, really good win. They're already at 15 through 20. Like, they just, they're stacking a lot of the things you need to stack. You know, I, I wonder how we're going to view the, the Rutgers game, you know, by the time we get to selection Sunday. Like, you know, it wouldn't it be nice if they were 16 and four right now. Like, what a, what a bummer of a loss for a variety of reasons. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think everybody kind of is. Even, even the most ardent, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop. I think even they would admit that like, yeah, it would be a disappointment well, now if this group is unable to make it. I mean, it. the other shoe could certainly drop. I'm just saying it would be a complete, it would be incredibly disappointing. It, something would really yeah. have to change, I guess, would be mm-hmm. that situation. But, you know, far be it from me saying this program couldn't find a way to do that. Oh, dude, way. yeah, of course. They've, they've done it many times. Why couldn't they do it one more? Oh, Husker at 4MU is telling us to slow our roll. Mm. I, I, listen, I mean, hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. I'm saying if they would fall apart, they would be play it. They would severely underperform compared to what they've been doing the rest of the year. They would have to, there would have to be a significant change in how they're playing, and it would be incredibly disappointing. Right? Is that what you're saying yeah. too, Josh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Josh, it would be like losing four D- games seriously. in the season with Bulletin. But you know what? That was also the same thing. 
That was the same thing with them. That was a they they got to a, a a record, and I would even say it was before they got to five. But when they were four and three after the Northwestern game, I had reached a point where wow, this will be a pretty disappointing season if they're unable to yeah. make it to a bowl game. And it was, and I think it's okay to say that it was, even if you're if if people like John was really steadfast in no, I never expected a bowl game. So I'm not going to, you know, be super upset about it. It's like, that's fine. You know, I, I took the data as the season went along. I saw them get to four. I saw them get to five. And I decided that it would be a disappointment. I mean, it's listen, they, they've got Michigan, Penn State, Minnesota, and Rutgers at home all still d- during the season. And they got a lot of other games besides that. So, like, I don't see, though, with how they're playing now, um, I, I, Husker for MU, I think you said what? they've. There's a lot of losable games. That'll really hurt their resume. I, I mean, I guess those are losable, but um, things would have to be significantly different now than they are to to lose, to not get three out of four or four out of four of those games right now at home. At home. Now, yeah. you're talking about at Northwestern, at Indiana, at those sorts of things. I feel differently about those, but that's four games. So four out of the five or six that you need. Mm-hmm. If you, I mean, like, legit, that's the thing, Josh. If you win those four games at home, those four games, if you just take those, you probably have to add two more to them. Well, and pass the damn ball says get to 21. 21. That's the number I'm talking about. You get yep. those four home games where you will be favored, right? Right now, you would be pretty decent favorites in all four of those games. Yeah. Uh, then you'd need to get two more beyond that. And that Isn't would, it, that's the thing that's wild is like you say four more wins and then I'm like, oh, that's 19. Yeah. I mean, like that's the part that I think is the part right. that is, is, has been really kind of smacking me in the face over the last 24 hours is three more wins is 18, four more wins is right. 19, five more wins is 20. Well, it's, you know? it's, it's like, like what you say. They have the same record as Creighton. I mean, <laughs> and, and while Creighton has a better, you know, NET and, and resume a little bit and maybe overall, like I said, they have about the same resume, but the metrics just seem to like them better. And uh, Creighton has the head to win, head to head win. But like, we're not talking about complete apples and oranges in terms of resume between the two right now. Dave says, I think NU needs a win in the conference tournament. Can't afford to shit the bed again. That'd be nice. Of all the things that have happened over the for this team over the last, you know, let's just say decade, going back to the last tournament team. They never get a win in the tournament when they really need one. And then they sometimes get one when it like the season is just kind of lost, you know, like the, the tournament team, they didn't get one. The 2017, 18 team, they didn't get one. The 2019 season that had fallen apart. The one where you and Johnny went to that, that one got two. It's like, what the hell? So like, yeah. it would be very not like they have never made it to the semifinal Saturday. They've never made it to that in the big yes. 10 tournament. You know, they played on the quarters on the, it's on crazy. Friday many, many times, but they've never made it to Saturday. And- like you want to talk about kind of a, this would not. This would guarantee it. That's how you would probably. Here's the weird thing, uh, you know. I I, I don't disagree. I, well, I don't think they necessarily need one to get to the tournament if they're at 21 wins or especially 22 wins. But uh, it, it, it obviously would help, and it'd be nice to go on a little bit of run there, just because it would be fun. It'd help your seating. It would help you get in. Maybe if you're at a lower number. But the weird thing, Josh, is like your matchup could be. You could be playing. You know. Penn State or Rutgers or something, or you could be playing, you know, like Michigan State, right? (laughs) It's uh, the difficulty of that first game is completely obviously depends on your seating, depends on what the standings are, depending if you're getting a bye, if you're not getting a bye, all of those things. And so every potential Big Ten tournament game is not necessarily um, 
they're 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 very different. They're very different in terms of potential difficulty and what it means and what it could mean in terms of their resume too. Good times. Could be fun. Good times. Could be fun. All right, a lot of basketball. A lot of basketball. It's that time of year though. And it's and it's happy. Somebody brought up that a year ago we were talking about firing Fred. So Dude. this has certainly been a more enjoyable uh, conversation in that regard. Yeah, yeah. We won't even have another. Uh, we don't even have another basketball game before next time we talk, Josh. We'll just. Be, oh wow! Uh, because it starts after that, so mm-hmm. we won't have any NFL. We'll have you know really maybe no actual. Ch- can we get Ernest back? There we go. We got. Yeah, we should talk some Harbaugh. Harbaugh Let's do off it. to the Chargers. Yeah, you shared the tweet that uh, that I hadn't seen that I imagine sent shivers down many spines around Husker Nation. I don't know if it sent shivers down my spine. Matt Rule's name was mentioned uh, more than it just made me jump. It was like one the of the moment. last names, one of the last names of the whole thing. It basically said Michigan had considered him in the past was what what it was saying, yeah. I think. so. If, like, if and when Harbaugh was going to leave that his name had been bantied about before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the Pete Thamel tweet. Yeah, Pete Pete tweet. Um anyway, what do you uh I mean, I don't think anybody nobody's surprised that everybody thought this was happening, right? Like Yeah, it was funny like when the when the news broke, I I called for a sports flash cuz and it interrupted uh unsportsmanlike content and there was a part of me that I'm like should I be calling for a sports <laughs> flash on this cuz yeah, it's like yes. it's like it's huge like it's it's unequivocally massive news. The national championship winning coach is moving on. He is going to the NFL. Huge story. But it is not a surprise whatsoever. And the location he's going to, not a surprise whatsoever. Right. We've been expecting this for a while. Uh, I thought that that essentially the, the the chargers of it all was locked up once I saw the, the report that his wife was accompanying him to L.A. for the second interview. Like, okay, cool. So it's totally done. Um, so it's not a surprise. You know, I'm someone who has grown to like the NFL more than college football, so... A personality that we are losing in college, bummer, gaining in the NFL. I think that that's cool. I, I keep saying this. I am a, I am a bit bummed that he is going to this franchise because the aesthetics of a Chargers game suck. And like, I want him with a fan base that cares, with an environment that's good. I like watching NFL games, Jack, that are played in front of awesome atmospheres, good crowds. And honestly, I like, I like cold weather games, which is funny because I'm a Cowboys fan. But like, Chargers have no fans. They don't have fans in, in it's LA. The, it's, it's the a, other team's fans. It's the Broncos fans and the yeah. Chiefs fans and the so that's Cowboys a fans. Yeah, that's a bummer. I think he's going somewhere with a, I mean, easily the most talented. Well, I guess Kaepernick was really talented, but he is inheriting a very talented quarterback. More talented than Alex Smith, certainly. He just won a natty with J.J. McCarthy. You know, like he hasn't had a guy like this before at quarterback, I don't think. So that I think is going to be interesting too. And finally, one more thing. I mean, he's in the same division as Mahomes and Andy Reid, uh, as Sean Payton. He's in the same conference as Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson as Joe Burrow. Like, I mean, the AFC is freaking stacked, absolutely stacked. And they play the Ravens next season too. So we'll get Harbaugh, Harbaugh in the uh, first year of nice. him back in the NFL. Nice. So, not a surprise. I am super curious to see what it means for Michigan. And I'll be honest, I kind of don't want it to be Sharon Moore. I kind of want it to be like they hire somebody else just because I would love to see the cycle just continuing a little bit longer in college uh, football. Yeah. First of all, okay, let me ask you this, though. I'm, I have an opinion on this. I want to see what yours is like. What do you think? Uh, I, I agree with you, obviously, just in terms of the 
fun of the carousel starting again and the chaos and yeah. college football being in the news for a couple more weeks and more transfer portals opening. And yes. Oh my gosh. Like that'll be a shit show. All of those things. Um, what do you think though? Michigan should do in this situation. Um, good question. That's not what I expected you to ask. So like, there's been this weird rumor going around and I don't know. I mean, my guess is there's no validity to it. Um, but that like Brian Kelly would be interested in going to, to Ann Arbor and coaching Michigan. I don't buy it. If he was interested, I would, I would kick the tires on that though. Wholeheartedly. Like I think Sheryl Moore did a very good job. Um, but, and he held, he held them together very well and they beat Ohio state. So like, I really do not want to take anything away from him. They beat Penn state. But it's like there's one thing to, to hold a team together for three games. It's already 9-0. and oh. There's another thing to to build a program. Like, Jack, how many times have we watched a team? And this is more of an old old thing than it is new. But, like, remember when a coach would leave and then you'd have the interim for the bowl game? I mean, hell, we saw it with Bo. And the team would win, and then everyone's like, we want this guy to be our head coach. The team that I always think about is West Virginia. West Virginia, Rich Rod goes to Michigan. Michigan, funny. Bill Stewart leads them to a bowl game versus Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma. They kill Oklahoma. And everyone's like, we want Bill Stewart. We want Bill Stewart. So they hired Bill Stewart, and they had to fire him like three years later because he sucked, you know? Uh, Jacob says, we saw here last year, yeah, people wanted Mickey Joseph because he won a few games in a bad season. Um, so, like, I, I wonder if if uh, Sharon Moore would end up being that way for for Michigan. I If I were them, I would go big. I would, I would say, we are a big boy program. We are not going to just hire a random interim guy. Come on, you're Michigan. You just won the natty. I totally agree. Uh, I fully agree, and I also don't think they will. I think they, I think they sort of let, they circled the wagons in that program, right, completely. And there's, there's them and everyone else that's on the outside of that program. And I seriously think all the, I seriously think all the the kind of the blowback for the Connor Stallion stuff and the accusations and the way that they all bonded together as one and more crying on the field after they won the game where he was the coach. Like I think that I think that all plays into a decision where they end up staying with him is that they want to continue that sort of in-house stuff and they're they're gonna have to get a little ways further away from whatever happened this last year and whatever happens because of it until they go outside of it. That that's I, that may not be the feeling of, I should, I should clarify. I don't know what the athletic director is thinking, but I'm going to guess that's a feeling of a lot of people within the program and maybe some of the fan base too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be my guess. Uh, so few responses. Josh says, I think they shocked the world and go get a big name like Wisconsin last year. Matt says, why would you want to stick with someone uh, from this program and hold coaches together with the NCAA hammer still looming on this staff? Because they, uh, they they still believe that I mean I, I still think believe that they believe they're the righteous ones in this whole thing. Yeah, Bigelow posts a picture of Ryan Day. There ain't room for both of us on third base. That's pretty funny. Well played. See, and that's the other thing. Like as someone who has had a lot of fun, kind of ribbing. Not like Ryan Day listens to my show, but has fun, had fun ribbing Ryan Day in Ohio State. Like I love how much pressure this puts on him and them, just because it's like. Like, I mean, I think they already shit the bed. They should have been Michigan this last year. Their head coach wasn't on the field. Like, I, I love the idea of that. Everything just tightening up when they play them in Columbus next year. And they somehow find a way to lose to whoever Michigan's coach is again. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. And, and the other thing, Josh, is it feels like Harbaugh was putting this in motion, right, as well. Like, he was not quite like T.O. naming Solich, but 
But Jack, do you remember they had three or four separate coaches in the beginning of the year? There was one game where two separate guys were the head coach. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he I, was really kind of finding out a whole I lot I just stuff. feel like, I mean, he knew he was leaving, right? He Even before the Stallions, he almost left for three years prior to it. The odds of yeah. him leaving had we, you know, we asked last August, what are the chances Jim Harbaugh leaves after this season? We all probably would have said 75, 80%. Not yep. even knowing, and it only ramped up the further the season yes. went. And it everything only ramped that happened up. in the season. It ramped up, so he was yeah. he, like he was preparing mentally, and I think he was preparing inside the program for a succession plan as well with this whole thing. Uh, couple comments, and, and they disagree with each other, which is I think a fun jumping off point. Pasadena Ball says, "I don't think you can scoff at the culture." That's been built with Harbaugh. It would be a risk to go away from that as much as it would be a risk to hire someone that's inexperienced. Pros and cons to each, in my opinion. Josh writes, Ohio State is loaded next year. You can't screw around with an assistant. This is Michigan. You go get a top-tier coach. I would add on top of what Josh said that this is about to be an expanded league. The league is also changing. Oregon's going to be in the league. USC is going to be in the league. Poor Washington. Washington's going to be in the league. And then obviously UCLA is going to be in the league. The league is changing. Ohio State is bringing in a massive influx of talent again. And a lot of these are portal guys. Um, yeah, if I'm Michigan, do I look inside and say, like, Sharon Moore is the guy? Or do I say, like, that That might be the person who sets the program back a little bit? Um, I think that that's, I think all this stuff matters. I saw a funny tweet tonight. It said, Kalen DeBoer could do the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> See, a lot of people, they mentioned this on Split Zone Duo, Jack. They thought that the DeBoer was holding out for the Michigan job. They thought that's where eventually he wanted that to made end more, up. That would have made more sense. I thought so, too, given where he's from and where he coached. I thought that the, I, I w- I'm God. still kind of stunned. I'm still, you know what? And, and I think we hit on this a couple weeks ago after he got hired. I would like to double down on the fact that I think that DeBoer is going to fall on his face at Bama. And it makes me sad because I think he's a really good coach and I really like him. I do. I think he's going to get fired man. within a half decade at most. Man, three of the four playoff teams, new coaches, and like all How of them feel like all, all of them feel like they're taking a big step down next year, don't they? Yeah. How nuts is that? I, I mean, who knows? I could be wrong. They may not. But it's hard to imagine. I mean, it's really hard to imagine Washington being anywhere anywhere in that stratosphere next year. Michigan yeah. obviously is going to lose not only players but their their coach and uh and then obviously we know the situation with what you're saying at Alabama like I don't know. <laughs> Maybe some new blood in that expanded playoff, Josh. Yeah, the 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 portal reopening right now for all of these schools like that's a a really fascinating wrinkle because like the portal for Nebraska opened up on what December whatever and then it closed. But for Michigan, or excuse me, for, well, yeah, for Michigan, it just opened. Alabama, it's open right now. Washington, it's open. So you have all these schools that their 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 uh, their players can just go wherever they want right now, and they can't do anything to counteract it. They're just playing defense. They are not allowed to go on the offensive. They have to wait until after spring football. Um, and I think that that is also a really fun wrinkle to all of this, uh, especially when you look at, like, in Alabama uh, and all the talent that they have lost lately. Ernest Hausman, come back home. Come home, Ernest. You got a ring. Nebraska could use a middle linebacker. She got a ring. She came home. Come home, Ernest. Do it. Do it. Do it. Come home. home. Yeah, crazy. I I mean, I'm with you, though. I'm all for. I I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love. 
Yeah, you know, too. multiple interviews and rumors and plane tailing for another. Get us, get us through the dog days of winter here, Josh, with yeah. more coaching searches. Yeah, just, it just ex- it's boring like, if they're like, we're going to promote from within. Like right. this sucks. Right, exactly. Sucks. Uh, all right, uh, trying to think if there's any. And you wanted to say anything about the NFL quick? I know you guys uh, preview. You were in front of the football games with your podcast with Mike, so. Uh, yeah. Any reflection now that they're over, other than you know Jason Kelsey running around the Bills game with his shirt off? Uh, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win again. I I just like Mahomes is he's incredible, man. He is really, 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 really good. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think the Forty ers are going to win. And all year long, I was someone who thought the Forty ers were going to win the Super Bowl. And I don't, I can't tell if I'm overreacting, but I thought that they played very, very poorly. Uh, versus the Packers. And like, I think that there's a world 99 times, not that many, but there's a world where in 10 appearances in that game, they lose it, you know, more than five. Um, So I can't tell if I'm overreacting. Like, Debo might not play. I think they could lose to the Lions. Man, that would be I fun. I think they could lose to the Lions. I want I the Lions. Will, but- the Lions in the Super Bowl would make it so fun and different than than it's been for a while. I, w- I don't care who yeah. they play, either of those teams. Yeah. Um, And if it's... And... and I think I'd prefer the Ravens and the 49ers than the Chiefs. Just the to get 49ers. something new. Yeah, I want to see Lamar. Like, I want Lamar to win one. Like, I'll be cheering yeah. hard for the Ravens if if they would go into the Super Bowl against the 49ers. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, well, I, I agree. Well, unless it's the Lions, I'd, I'd go, I'd probably cheer Lions, Ravens, Niners, Chiefs would probably be the, I, the order in which I would go. Well, I might cheer for the Chiefs over the Niners. I don't know why. Yeah. I still have a little bit of love in my heart left for them, but it's uh, only minor. Ah, yeah, diehard, diehard at one point, diehard yeah. Chiefs fan at one yeah. point in time. In the Will Shields era, in the Trent, in the uh, Trent Green era, there was this really funny thing uh, that I read yesterday uh, about. It was it was it was mainly about Nick Wright. I don't know how much you ever participate yeah. in in Nick Wright. Jack, I watch but... his videos on Twitter sometimes. Okay, so it's funny. I'm someone who I never. Uh, I never watch his show. I don't follow him on Twitter. Um, but I, I'm very interested when he goes on podcasts that I like. I like, I think he's a fascinating guest. I like the way that he talks about doing a radio show or doing a TV show. Well, anyway, there was this story from a guy's, uh, Substack where he, uh, he just rips into Nick Wright. It was called Nick Wright in the shameless clown industry. And so it went after Nick Wright pretty hard about how uh, Nick Wright has, has come off of the Buffalo game in particular. But he he had this paragraph, and I have not shared it on Twitter because I just don't feel like dealing with, with the responses from Chiefs fans, but he keeps using the words disrespected. He talks about them having a massive uh, persecution complex. And, and I sent it around to a few people, and I was like, man, this is kind of like the exact same stuff we joke about on the air. Because like we have this, this bit now for a year where we say, hey, we don't disrespect the Chiefs. Because last year... We would talk about, you know, whatever, and they're like, stop disrespecting. It's like, we're not. We just are talking about Joe Burrow for five seconds. Um, and so it was a very, very, very funny paragraph. Um, I can link the story in here if anybody wants to read it. But he eviscerates. He absolutely eviscerates. Mainly the fans, and no offense to any Chiefs fans that are in here. He goes after them harder than, like, a, <laughs> a lot of people that I've ever read. It's pretty funny. I'll have to hear that. Yeah, I like when he, uh, I like his kind of style. When he does, even does solo stuff. It's very yeah. slow, deliberate. It's kind of a different style than you hear from a lot of, a lot of radio podcast people. Yeah. 
Yeah, he just he thinks about stuff in a really interesting way, and it seems like the show. Like I, I ended up watching a clip that was linked in a different Substack that was essentially in response to this article. And like when they started the show on Monday, uh, they both of the other hosts were going after Nick because he was moving the goalposts, and it, it seemed like it was pretty funny, you know. And I mean. I feel like we talk a lot of shit on my radio show, but ultimately it's in good fun. I, I at least I think it is. I'm sure some people disagree, but uh, so I, I guess I appreciate that about him. But his show's on at a time where I just wouldn't have time to even watch it if I wanted to. Yeah. Hey, how about uh, Omaha turning out eleven thousand plus CHI? Yeah, I, I know a few people who are there. Nervous. It seems like the atmosphere is awesome. Uh, my uh, my daughter and my wife are going next Saturday to their next game. Nice. So. Awesome. Yeah, that'll that'll be cool. I watched some of it. I just want to see what it all looked like, so I turned some of it on. News Channel Nebraska. They got John Baylor doing the play-by-play and Nancy Metcalf. You know what's crazy? I watched a little bit of it, Josh. This is, people may find this interesting. They have the technology in this pro volleyball league that they don't have in college volleyball. Kind of reminds me of the whole helmet communication stuff in college football. They've yeah. got the technology like you see in tennis where – like a ball, they can just show right after a play, they'll just show where a ball hit on the line with a computer graphic imaging. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. That, so they've got they've got that. And the ref has two iPads in front of her. There's only one ref. There's no line refs. There's only the one ref at the top. She's got two iPads, and right away she looks down at that and she makes the call from the net. And I'm like, okay, that's gonna sl- that is gonna take a half hour away from these volleyball games from yeah. from all the challenges. I'm like, man, I didn't even know that technology was there, and I'm sure it's expensive to do. But it's just another example of where college sports don't have the technology that the pro sports have in those situations. I didn't even know. That I was wonder. An option. I wonder how long before you could see something like that in college. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's a, th- a, a deal about it being expensive, and you have a lot of programs that don't have a lot of money to do that. I'm sure it's very expensive, probably, but. And maybe they've had it. In, I just don't watch enough international volleyball to know it. But I'm like, man, what a huge change to the game that is like yeah, completely, completely. I mean, just, and they have fewer uh, seconds in between the points. It seems like the whole thing just seems like it moves in a different speed, and a much than the, faster than the college volleyball game. I thought that was kind of interesting too. So, yeah. <laughs> Bruce, this freaking farmers game into four shot clocks. <laughs> and Josh Dealer says we can't even get a chip in the football in the NFL. Yeah, right? exactly. Freaking yeah. right. I agree. Yeah. What is that? Well, I mean, the thing I will I will give them not credit, but grace is like, so do you put a chip like in the pads? Like, how do we know when they're down? It's like the one the one problem, I guess, with all of this. Yeah, but at very least you could know in a I mean, it could still be useful. I understand what you're saying, but it definitely could still be useful. Yeah, that shouldn't be the reason that they don't do it. That should all of the Josh, all of the freaking all of the just eyeballing with the spotting that goes in in football this year. That I saw that was so bad at every level at college and pro. I mean, what was the Nebraska, wasn't the Michigan State game just had some bizarrely terrible spotting calls during that game? Um, and they're it just it feels I think like they're so. all over. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Josh, nothing funnier than to seeing a ref attempting to spot a fake punt or a punt out of bounds. Right, yeah, right. watching them run and look up and, and yeah, oh, and I was that's right like here, the somewhat excusable compared to the ones where they just. They don't. They're not even close on a, after a regular play, where they can do yeah. that. So, it feels like you have somebody in their ear and be like, uh, "No, that's not the right spot." All right, I think we're. Uh, I think we're about up on our time. So, all right, back on Saturday, usual Saturday morning show. Uh, Shafe and I will be doing a 
Sunday night pod after the conference championship games. I don't know if we're going to do anything for the Super Bowl yet. We have not discussed that. Plus, Shafe's about to be a dad, so who knows if he'd even be able to do anything like that. But uh, we will be doing a recap pod of the games on uh, Sunday, so we hope to see you there. And then we'll be back on Saturday and Nebraska ball pod, hopefully on uh, Friday as well. All right. That's right. I forgot Bishop broke the news to everyone, didn't he? That's right. He did. (laughs) Super. Super. Classic. All right, cool. Hey, uh... Podcasters, we will see. Hey, join us in person next time on Saturday in the uh, in the Discord. Uh, and we have, let's see, it's Wednesday, so we have non-members that might be listening to this too, Josh. Don't worry. That's true. Patreon. Subscribe today, patreon.com slash ID Club. You can get all, all the pods immediately when they go up. And usually after these recordings, they're up in 10 to 15 minutes, and that's at $3. If you spend 5 bucks, yeah, you can watch us live. You can hang out with us. And if you spend $8, you get the inside info tier. Lots uh, of stuff there. Info. Be a part of a live studio audience. Well, exactly. You know, when, when, when you get to do that, it's very exciting. Yeah. Very All fun. right. Goodbye, podcasters. Have a good one.